I'm Abby Wamba, and this is Why We Laugh. It's a podcast about why we laugh. I'm talking to scientists and psychologists and comedians and humor writers about what makes them laugh, how they make other people laugh, and what laughter is for anyway. Thanks for being here. You seem like a really nice person from what I can tell. Welcome to another episode of Why We Laugh. In this episode, I talked to Dr. Madan Kataria. Dr. Kataria is the founder of Laughter Yoga and a medical doctor. Laughter Yoga is a series of exercises that you can do in order to induce laughter or just fake laugh in order to reap the physical benefits of laughing, of which there are many. We're going to get right into that interview after these messages from our sponsors, Houseplants, and voicemail. Angela, I thought we were going to your house. What are we still doing outside? This is my house, silly. We're inside. But there's flora growing inside your home. Oh, these? These are house plants, Carol. House plants are plants that grow inside your home to make you feel like you're outside without any of the physical discomfort of rain, wind, or animal attacks. You mean you get to enjoy the beauty of nature without any physical discomfort? Well, yes. The only discomfort I feel around my houseplants is emotional. But the rain. Don't houseplants need rain to survive? (laughs) Well, that's the one little catch. I have to figure out how to be the rain, and I get it wrong all the time. But that's okay, because who wants to sleep in a house with only children to undernourish? (laughs) Houseplants, from the people who brought you outdoor furniture. Are you listening to this podcast thinking, hey, I like to talk, and I like to ask interesting people questions. Maybe I should start a podcast. (laughs) Well, don't get ahead of yourself. There are plenty of podcasts, and we don't need any more. Why not start out with a voicemail? Voicemails are 90% more likely to reach their intended audience, and there's usually no editing involved. Start with a voicemail. I wish I had. You'll thank me later. <laughs> My name is Madan Kataria. <laughs> I'm here to laugh with you. <laughs> this is Abby Wamba, and that was Dr. Madan Kataria, my guest for today. Dr. Kataria is a medical doctor and the founder of Laughter Yoga. Dr. Kataria. Can you start us off by telling us about a time that you remember laughing the hardest? <laughs> I was in Denmark, where you are right now, and there was a laughter meditation going on because in laughter meditation, we sit on the floor, a group of people, we just start cracking up and it went on and on. Normally our laughter meditation lasts for 15 to 20 minutes, but that day, there are about 40 people in one room and it was like a happy means we couldn't stop laughing. 
laugh non-stop for 45 minutes until my side started aching. <laughs> I love so much. Can you tell me about an early memory you have of making someone else laugh? Early memory means childhood. See, I was born in a small village and we were born and brought up in a farmer family. And when I was in, in the village, I never heard anything like jokes. There is something like jokes. Nobody, I never heard about jokes. But funny thing is that everybody in the villages, they laugh when they're together. I mean, suppose we are having dinner. It doesn't need to be necessarily something funny. We laughed whenever we are together. We laughed so much when we were celebrating festivals. And I remember that being kids together, laughter was uh, outcome of the play. I never thought any about mental and cognitive process about laughter. So this is what I born and brought up with laughing, not from the brain, laughing from the body, laughing with the people. But I, when I grew up and went to the cities, our laughter went into my head. <laughs> so we were always thinking about when to laugh, when not to laugh, is it funny? So I think we mostly intellectualize laughter when we grow up. So my memory from childhood says that laughter can be as simple as just play and be with people, that's it. And this is what actually eventually I landed up doing in laughter yoga, just be with the people <laughs> and start laughing. I really love that. I have two kids and I they can just lay on top of each other and laugh for 20 minutes. I recorded them the other day, actually, because it's constant and it's just about being together. I wondered how that has been the change to being on Zoom, because connection is such an important part of laughter yoga. What has that been like? I think there is nothing to substitute for the physical presence with people. But somehow virtual is almost like 50 to 60 percent. Still, we are together. We are live. When we are aware that everybody is uh, in the present moment with us live. So with practice, I think we are getting used to this technology. And it looks like we can also read our emotions and feelings. So virtual is not 100%, but still it's 70, 60, 70%. We can still feel our feelings and emotions. So virtual session are blessings because we could laugh every day. Normally, physical laughter club met once in a week. So that gave us an opportunity to practice laughter on a daily basis. And virtual laughter club also gave us opportunity. Earlier, I was in, say, America or in India. I could laugh with Indian people. Now I can laugh from with people from all over the world. So the world has come to be like one unity. So that's a big change. You're a medical doctor as well as the founder of Laughter Yoga. And I read about how... You started your first laughter club because you had read research on the benefits of laughter. Can you talk about that? So when practicing as a medical doctor, I was too stressed out because along with medical practice, I was editing a health magazine and bringing out a publication was not funny. Very, <laughs> very, very stressful. That prompted me to write a series of articles on stress management. I wanted to find a solution to my stress. So I tried, I wrote about several things. I did yoga, I did doing meditation, <laughs> nothing worked. But suddenly in March, 1995, I thought of writing an 
laughter is the best medicine. So I started researching the benefits of laughter. And the first thing came up with laughter research was de-stress. So your stress melts away. I said, wow, this is cool. This is what I was looking for. So suddenly without any delay, I started the laughter club. Initially, we started laughing by telling jokes, but it didn't work more than 10 days. <laughs> we ran out most of the jokes were negative jokes, hurting jokes, then came vulgar jokes. Then um, we got away with jokes and found a way how to laugh for no reason. So that was the study which was a breakthrough for me, which said that even if you act like a happy person, even if it is intentional laughter, you still can get the same benefits as you would get with spontaneous laughter. I said, this, is, this, is, this was something new to me. So then I experimented it practically with a group of people by laughing in a group. And we found that it was very, very <laughs> energizing and benefits were real, even if you were doing laughter as an exercise. So that uh, was a big breakthrough. Only the difference was that laughing for no reason is not easy when you're doing alone, but it's much easier when you do it in a group. I saw some videos of your laughter yoga in real life that's not on Zoom, and I could see that laughter really is contagious. So even if you are starting to fake laugh, that people were really catching it and ending up with a more natural laugh. My daughter and I, our throats hurt at the end because it's hard, but we could make each other laugh and then it felt easy. It's hard alone. I think benefits are from both the types of laughter, whether it is simulated laughter, whether it's real laughter. But advantage with simulated laughter is that you can laugh a little bit longer than natural laughter. Natural laughter is not guarantee how much you laugh. Normally it's very short and comes a bits and pieces here and there. It's never continuous. So sustained laughter is the key to reap the benefits of laughter. And this is what we do with laughter yoga. Second, when we are doing laughter yoga, our focus is health, health benefits, breathing exercises, yoga and everything. But when you're watching comedies, your focus is entertainment, amusement, relaxation. And this is the major difference. Then when you're doing laughter yoga, the source of laughter is inside me, not outside. But when I'm hearing jokes, humor, comedy, my source is outside. So this is the difference. I read another interview you gave where you described this. You started by going to a park and getting a group of people who are willing to try and then telling jokes to each other. And by a few days, you were sick of hearing the same jokes. I love what you just said about how humor can be hurtful. Some jokes that are funny to someone are hurtful to someone else. And that it's such a specific thing that makes people laugh. I wondered what your thoughts are about intellectualizing laughter and how that's different for different people and simulating laughter, which everyone can fake laugh, mm. right? Everyone can Humor is very individual do or don't. and cultural. Like I can't understand Japanese joke, Chinese joke. So that, that's the major difference. Second is that even something is funny also depends upon your state of mind. If you're not feeling good, you're not going to laugh even at the funniest joke. So how do you feel inside is important. But here in laughter yoga is opposite other way around. Even if you're not feeling good, start faking it. Ha, 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 ha. Go through the motion. Oh, ho, 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 ho. 
then, <laughs> and, and then it gets into emotion. So motion creates emotion. It's easy. But in humor, it's other way around. Suppose if I already heard a joke, I wouldn't laugh. <laughs> right. Yes. It needs to be a surprise. If it's not a surprise, uh, well, then you also start doing laughter yoga and you pretend your so your friend still likes you. Uh, getting what you want in your life. So overall, your level of happiness also matters how much you laugh. But in laughter yoga, it's the other way around. You don't have to be in a good mood. You don't have to be happy. You can still laugh and go through the motion. And then by interacting with a group of people, it is much more easier and fun. I have heard so many testimonials of people who love laughter yoga and it say that it's changed their life. I wondered if there's a type of person or person in a kind of situation that's drawn to laughter yoga. You mentioned that how much you laugh naturally is connected to your quality of life. Is there a certain need that laughter yoga yeah. fulfills for See, people, people who are missing that? To laughter yoga. The major factor was stress. People are, anybody under stress. So this was the biggest stress buster. Second, it, 70 to 80 percent illnesses are related to stress. So then people got attracted, those who have chronic illnesses, they got benefited. So then they realized that this laughter is for health. This is not for amusement, entertainment or relaxation. This is for health. Especially the yoga part of laughter, the laughter and yoga, the breathing aspect, that really was a game changer. People got attracted because this is something to do with your breathing, oxygen, energy of life. So health benefits was the primary reason people got attracted to laughter yoga. And then, of course, younger people, they found laughter yoga was instant stress buster. There are so many techniques for stress release. But laughter yoga is something very quick, cost effective. Anybody can do it. So only good thing is that we are not giving using any language mechanism. So it's a universal language. <laughs> yeah, in the Zoom class I went to, there were people from all over the world. And there wasn't a lot yeah. of talking <laughs> that made that difficult for anyone. <laughs> that was good. There were people wearing costumes so we uh, and you explained that that day. was because it's a Friday so thing. People to dress themselves in funny hats, silly costumes. So that also another part of laughter, which helps you to reduce your inhibitions and shyness so that it opens up your perception. It changes your personality from introvert to extrovert. This is what a part of laughter yoga. Yes. Do you think laughter it, yoga attracts, attracts more, introverts? Initially, they are very skeptical to joining, but whoever joins in, they are the people who get benefited the most. Suppose if somebody is bubbly and laughing a lot, for them, it might not make much a difference. They are anyway laughing. But people who are totally shy and introverted, their level of change is huge. Almost they become devotees. They don't leave. They come every day.
And your your wife is a yogi. Was there a, a combination of how you came to laughter yoga together? Yoga and laughter came together. You've been doing laughter 26. yoga now for 25 years, more than 25 years, 26? How do you feel like a regular practice of laughing has of impacted your life? Earlier, uh, being a medical doctor, my was very logical. I was trying to be very analytical about anything. I always uh, wanted to find out what's funny and what's not funny. So it was harder for me to laugh. But after practicing laughter yoga, I see everything funny. <laughs> so sometimes people find me that I've been laughing inappropriately. <laughs> they say, what's so funny? Why are you laughing? I say, I find it funny. So that that has changed a lot. Second, my level of playfulness has gone up. I've become like a child. So I got rid of all my shyness, inhibitions. So I learned to be like a child again through laughter yoga. And that changed my attitude, behavior, Earlier, if I had to wait for my turn, uh, you know, it used to take long in the queues. I used to get irritated. Now I just laugh. So my patience, tolerance level has gone up. So even somebody is trying to irritate me, I laugh. <laughs> uh, at the physical level, I found my immune system has grown very strong. <laughs> I have, in 25 years, six years, I never suffered from cough cold. So... Earlier, four to five times in a year, I used to get it. I don't get it now. So immune system is strong. And wow. I become very generous, helping people, less focused on myself, more giving person. So that's the, I think that's a direct outcome of laughter yoga. And I, same thing has happened with many, many people all over the world. Wow. You mentioned earlier people with chronic illnesses and the, the 16, impact it's had on them. Can you talk a little more about that? going to be there with most people. The chronic illness means there's no cure. You have to take medication rest of your life. And the thing with chronic illness is that as the age grows, the quantity of medicine keeps on increasing. So what laughter does is first it reduces medication because 50% disease is organic. There is a reason for that. But sometimes more than 50% of any illness is your mental reaction to the disease. Psychosomatic. So laughter yoga just takes part of the psychosomatic straight away. So your medication starts to coming down because you're not reacting, you're not thinking too much. Then the healing factor also takes place by oxygenation, by immune system modulation. So I feel that Laughter is both preventive and therapeutic, and it can help people with chronic illness, especially painful disorder, arthritis, insomnia. Arthritis is the biggest pain. People can feel less pain when they are laughing. And other pain is what we call emotional pain. And these days, people have become very, very sensitive. You know, they start taking everything personally and then start thinking for days together and doesn't get out of their mind. But laughter yoga just blow these painful emotions away. <laughs> I call it psychological release, catharsis. It releases not only your current emotions, even it can get rid of emotions from the past which are sitting in your subconscious mind. That, that is a big release for 
with laughter yoga. Your memories from the past. Hmm. Laughter is also connected hmm. to a fear response or an embarrassment response. It helps, as I understand it, people to feel less of that if they if they laugh. Can you talk more about its relationship to past memories and I current emotions? If we talk about current emotions, your emotional reactions are all mostly your ego-based, what your ego mind thinks. And we start unnecessarily getting, you know, worked up with things. I think laughter unconditionally is something like laugh at your own self, laugh at your mistakes. So everybody can make mistakes, but what we, laughter yogi, uh, so what? <laughs> so we laugh about and we can let go of ego. And then it lightens the burden. As far as the past memories are concerned, we can't do anything now. It's, they are sitting and they keep on troubling us from time to time. So the best way psychologists say is the catharsis, any process which can release those emotions, either you do by hypnosis or this is a long lengthy process. But laughter is shortcut. Movement of your diaphragm will open up your subconscious mind. And I saw people crying when they laugh. After laughter meditation, they're sobbing for no reason. So that means something from the past came up and you know, helped them get rid of that past memories. Have you had that experience? Uh, yes, a few times, yes. I started crying and then I wondered why I'm crying. There was no particular current reason for me to cry, but maybe something, my unfulfilled desire, my painful memories from the past. So in those days, uh, we couldn't do anything because somebody else was in charge of my life and then I kept on storing those, those stuff. But now I know how can I let, how can I release and let go of all the past memories. Do you do any other forms of meditation or yoga? Yes, I do Buddhist meditations, watching my breath, observing silence. I do dynamic meditations, uh, like eating food is a meditation for me. Uh, Chanting mantras, another meditation, very powerful. Humming, I do humming every day. Um, if you do it for five minutes, it's going to change your physiology entirely. <laughs> wow. What about laughing with your friends and family i imagine that that's part of your relationships too can you talk about laughter and your relationships i have discovered that nothing is difficult in relationship if you know how to just let go and start laughing so it lightens up so even if we have argument with my wife we start talking in gibberish <laughs> <laughs> that can take away all the stuff which is which starts to build when you have a discussion argument either you have changed the subject or you break it with laughter so i have learned i don't take anything personally and seriously laughter is a very good tool for me maybe you can say it's an excuse for me 
So sometimes my wife catches me. You can't get away with laughing. You just please answer me. <laughs> I said, I will answer you. First, let's laugh for a few minutes. Then we'll find a solution to the problem. And then after laughing, then everything melts away. I love the gibberish, which is something that my kids do together and they love to do with me is to speak in a made-up language. And I noticed a lot of what you did when you were leading the laughter club was a grown-up version of peekaboo. <laughs> and I wondered what you have thought about the way babies laugh and children laugh as like involuntary connection laughter compared to this intellectualized way that many of us have learned to laugh. I think babies laugh from the body it's more of what play and playfulness is the key of source of laughter just imagine who are the best laughers in the world children undoubtedly and when do children laugh when they are playing source of child's laughter is a play they are rarely laughing when they are not playing so this is what i picked up you got to be like a child if you want to laugh so it's more of a physical playfulness leads to playful mental attitudes. So laughter can lead to sense of humor. This is what happened with me. I was not finding anything funny before, but now my mind, my perception opened up with physical play. So play is the source of laughter. I discovered very early with laughter yoga. So I, all what we do in laughter yoga is nothing but childlike play. That's why we call laughter yoga. Laughter club is a kindergarten of grown-ups. <laughs> I wondered if there are any comedians or intellectual comedy things that you are drawn to now and if that's changed over your experience. I find that I sometimes feel sorry for comedians. They have a lot of work to do to make people laugh. <laughs> and I, I don't do anything. Still, I can make people laugh much better. But my feel is that we can't uh, be like a child all the time. So at times we need to find humor in the life. So humor and laughter somehow is a unity. You cannot separate them. But laughter opens the door to the humor also. Humor is complicated. Laughter is simple. But since being cause and effect relationship, humor is the cause, effect is laughter when you laugh. But here, Laughter is the cause and effect is humor. And it's much easier for anyone. Like old people, you know, their cognitive functions are not so great to find anything funny. So that's why laughter yoga is good for elderly people also. I just love it so much. Humor is complicated and laughter is simple. <laughs> humor is very mental and intellectual phenomenon. And it's very complicated. Uh, one needs to understand what is funny and what's not funny. That depends upon so many factors. But laughter is simple. Laughter can be simple outcome of your childlike play. And this is what we learn from children. And this is what we practice in laughter yoga. So laughter is from the body and humor is from the mind. Wow. I started doing stand-up comedy uh, in November. And I really agree with you. I'm watching you lead a laughter club and I'm just like, this guy's got it. And I was thinking, I need to steal some, I need to make people do laughter yoga before I tell my jokes. How can I trick people into laughing? I think it's a very good idea. If you start 
uh, warming up people with laughter yoga then you tell your humor jokes comedy they will laugh much better because their perception will open up they already started laughing so maybe you can combine both first you do laughter yoga and then you take up your comedy and they will laugh much more ah you try many many of my comedian friends they have done it and they find it makes a lot of sense really you have comedian friends that have tried it yeah they are actually my students only they they used to comedy and then they got involved in laughter yoga and they are still doing stand up but they say we are just letting them do laughter yoga first and then whatever i say they they crack up easily that is so smart <laughs> i love that you just got to get them ready <laughs> wow this has been so so amazing i love this interview so much is there anything that you want to add or follow up on yeah i just want to share my vision and mission of laughter yoga why i'm here and where we are going we found that laughter is universal humor is cultural laughter has the power to unite the entire world without the bias of any language creed color and boundaries so what we wish to achieve is health happiness and world peace through laughter with the practice of laughter we can bring world peace we can bring the entire world like a family this is what happening in the zoom laughter club you saw that we all look like one family people are skeptical because this method is little weird laughing for no reason you should at least experience once before you judge what laughter yoga can do laughter yoga is also very simple anybody can do it and benefits are instantaneous you relieve stress unwinds then strengthens your immune system and one of the most powerful outcome of laughter yoga is it not only allows you to laugh when times are good you can even laugh when times are hard like through covid times laughter yogis are only ones who were laughing the hardest because we knew we learned how to laugh much before covid came in so i want everyone to learn laughter yoga so that it can give us the power to laugh anyway whatever happens so what <laughs> so and also please whoever is listening to this podcast uh join our free social laughter club you can share the link with them so twice a day and there are hundreds of uh, zoom laughter clubs in different countries nobody has to pay anything it's a free laughter club thank you so much dr katari this is i really appreciate you being here <laughs> <laughs> Let's laugh for one minute for the world peace, everybody. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go. so much i really appreciate it i love this and i can't wait to put it together and send it your way mm. okay i just giving you example of uh, 
the zoom technology was not working it is getting stuck mm-hmm. so normally i would get upset and uh, you know like oh my god what's happening so i was just thinking cool okay this is not working okay let's try this and then i thought let's restart the computer sometime that works <laughs> so that's what i learned from laughter you know, just be cool and keep trying different things and eventually you'll be there <laughs> well i think that being cool is really working for you because i think you're very cool <laughs> how do you pronounce your name my name's abby sorry cheers <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening to Why We Laugh. I'm Abby Wamba. Thank you so much to my guest, Dr. Milan Kataria. You can try laughter yoga on the International Laughter Club on the internet. Uh, thanks to Poddington Bear, who did this music and the intro music. It's called Carefree to Careful. Thank you to our sponsors of Why We Laugh, Houseplants, and Voicemail. Uh, try them both. Thanks to Scott Holmes, who did the music on both of those ads from the album Corporate Soundtrack. And thanks to you for listening and for whatever else you haven't been thanked enough for.